0: This is the podcast for your punk ass. I'm going to shout out this OG, Johnny Cash. Got a song, Folsom Prison Blues, 1957. He said he shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. Five years later, in 1962, Delia's gone. In a song, he talked about Delia. So if your woman's devilish, you can let her run. You can bring her down and do her like Delia got done. That's OG Johnny Cash, country singer. You know Johnny Cash. But what we have going on here in hip-hop is something totally different. In May, Young Thug and Gunner, Young Thug, Jeffrey Lamar Williams, and Gunner Sergio Kitchens, were arrested on an indictment on Rico charges. Rico is racketeering influence corrupt organization that came out in the 70s to go after the mob but nevertheless they got arrested 28 other co-defendants from the gang called young slime life murder uh, corruption you name it they threw the book at them what makes this case interesting they are in jail for their rap lyrics now, I just shouted out Johnny Cash. You see what I'm saying? But the reality is, folks, this has been going on since 1991. In fact, there's a book by Eric Nielsen and a- Andrea Dennis called "Race, Lyrics, and Guilt in America: Rap on Trial." And since 1991, numerous rap artists, a lot of them unknown, have been a- have been arrested. On the basis of their lyrics, folks. Using lyrics as evidence. Yeah, but
1: people that don't understand that will take those lyrics out of context. I mean, way out of context.
0: Rick Mm -hmm. Ross says he knows Noriega. He don't know Noriega. He just made that up. Mm -hmm. Eminem says all types of crazy stuff. But this is the reality, folks. Because hip-hop is viewed by many jurists and white judges as not art. Basically, these are criminals and thugs pretending to be artists. Yeah, but that's
1: a fine line to have to walk. So,
0: what I just—the quote I just got you from uh, Johnny Johnny Cash Cash. from that book, "Rap on Trial." Yeah. So, what Eric Nielsen and Andrea Dennis goes—they study all these cases, Mm -hmm. and there's tons of them out there. There were young black and brown men in jail, evidence used with their lyrics. Think about that. So if you're a young MC, you out there spitting, you I'ma rob this store, I'ma knock so-and-so in the head.
1: <laughs> I could shoot somebody in the middle of Times Square and nobody would care. More concerned with what I'm saying than the clothes that I wear. Unified to divide when the vibe is multiplied. Shout out, Vets die, but nobody died. Cause I didn't,
0: but I don't expect you to get it. Think of all your favorite hip-hop songs, all the stuff they said they allegedly did. They know they never did it. When they were just performing. But this gets to the whole crux of the matter with Young Thug and Gunner. These are two top stars in hip hop, where their fame and notoriety didn't protect them from going to jail. In fact, I was online, we see Kevin Lyles in the bond hearing. So in other words, their lawyer, Thug and Gunner's lawyer said, listen, you can take the passports, we'll do house arrest, we'll even wear ankle monitor, and will spend a million dollars on security. That's what Lyle said uh, in his testimony for the bond hearing that he can afford a million dollars in a year of security and the judge denied them their bond. They will be in the Fulton County Jail until January. Think about that. And Lyles, 54 year old black man, CEO of Def Jam Records, four children, wealthy, employs 5,000 people, even with his testimony on behalf of, of Young Thug, still not enough to convince a jury. And that's what we I mean about America, right? This isn't no guy, from, this isn't no homie on the corner. Yo, what's up, son? That's my man. He's good. I'm good. This is an accomplished person in the music industry, Kevin Lyles, but still not enough to convince the judge to say, you know what? We'll put you out on bond. They fear that once Young Thug is out on bond, he'll go out and intimidate witnesses, right? He'll go out every night and make death threats. Yo, if you snitch, I'm gonna do this and do that. We also know there's an uptick in crime in Atlanta and really across the country. It's the same thing. The first case that used rap lyrics was US First Foster in 1991. Remember, we had the same uptick in crime, birth of gangster rap, and then California becomes the center of all these type cases. So if you're a prosecutor or a DA, you're trying to say, listen, I'm handling crime. Let me go after Young Thug and Gunna, and we're going to use their rap lyrics. You see what I mean? They're part of a gang, blood affiliated. Another problem with the prosecutor is what? How can one be in a gang? Well, if your zip code is heavily gang-related, it's guilt by association. So your zip code is 111. Every black person is in a gang. So we just have broad prosecutor prosecutor power to lock folks up. That's, again, another problem. So guilt by association. You dress like a gang member. You listen to hip-hop. You talk like them. You must be part of the gang. No problem. But nevertheless, using the evidence of rap lyrics... So they're going after Thug and Young Thug and Gunner. The trial's not till January. That means they can't work, can't make any money, based off of rap lyrics. Not evidence, rap lyrics. So what the DA is trying to do is what? You interview all the co-defendants. Ultimately, you want them to say, let's go after the two biggest names, the two biggest stars. That lets the voting population know that what? We're serious on crime. You see what I mean? That's how this works. And we also see that this has been going on for a long time in hip hop. So there's a petition going on, you can go online and find it called Rap Music on Trial Protect Black Art, I signed it, and they're looking for 50,000 signatures, Rap Music on Trial Protect Black Art, go ahead and sign the petition, get the word out, this doesn't make any sense, getting arrested on lyrics, now am I saying if you commit a crime you shouldn't go to jail, I didn't say that, but use evidence. Robbing a bank and Sam going to rob a bank are two different things. It requires evidence. You see what I'm saying? In fact, one of Master P's rappers, MC Phipps, same thing. Young rapper down New Orleans went to this club, had a gun. Somebody shot a gun. The forensics proved that MC Phipps never shot his gun. Did it matter? This brother did 20 years because of his rap lyrics of what he said was used against him. Did 20 years of jail time. So you got brothers in this country locked up on rap lyrics in an event to stop crime. Because what have I said all throughout the podcast that we view black men, brown men as inherently criminal and violent and a threat to society. Even though we see all the mass shooters most of them are white young males they're individuals so we don't view 18 year old white men as what domestic terror terrorist threats they can go buy guns whenever they want but black men brown men are viewed inherently as criminal violent and a threat to society and hip-hop is not really art it's where these thugs are allowed to practice art but if you read stephen king novels he's killed hundreds over the years Go to the movies. I gave you Johnny Cash lyrics. But they don't go to jail. That's entertainment. That's fake. That's not real. But these rappers are living what they speak. That's the whole thing with hip-hop. That's what they're saying, right? Reality rap. These are just storytellers. That's all. These are stories that are put to music and a beat. If I commit a crime, find the evidence but the evidence are not in rap lyrics. That's all people are saying. Treat these folks like artists, not criminals. But if you have a white jury, a white judge, you have aggressive prosecutors, this is what happens in the game. So I gave an example, Kevin Lyles on behalf of Young Thug, I let him watch my children started a business together called Young Stoner Life I trust him it wasn't enough no deal no pass he was on the stand with tears not enough to let this man go out on bond So people say what about racism in America that's what we're talking about he lies follow the rules got a job got a career hires people Did all the things we were told in elementary school? Walked the right path, but still the judge said, "Nah, son, you're not going anywhere." I don't give a damn about this Kevin Lyles because to the judge, it's still hip hop is a bunch of criminals and thugs. I don't 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 let that suit fool you. That's all I think the judge saw is another black guy defending a black guy. He just wears a suit, but ultimately, it doesn't matter. That's what makes this so frustrating. The attorney said, we'll give up the passport. We'll do house arrest or ankle bracelet and pay a million dollars for security to ensure that young thug doesn't go out and get in trouble. The judge says, no. Who does that? Only in America, only to African-Americans, this happens. The next question is, if this goes to trial, now that'd be interesting because we know Fulton County is majority black when well, you get a jury of your peers Will you get a jury of older white people who view hip-hop in a particular way and hip-hop is nothing but criminals, thugs, and violence so we'll see what happens as this case keeps moving forward we'll see what happens but well, speaking about cases moving forward Let's talk about gun control. So we had two mass shootings within the last month. And of course, gun control becomes that issue. And here we go again. But there's another Cap, Gabe Kapler, manager of the San Francisco Giants. In fact, Kapler took a knee in July 2020 to protest police brutality. He says, you know what, I like the direction of this country. I'm not going to stand out for the national anthem. Now he changes his mind on Memorial Day. But nevertheless, similar makes the argument, I don't like the direction of this country.
1: One cap for another cap when the guns go clap. One cap was protesting the way cops kill blacks. while the other cap is protesting Americans lack of sensitivity when mass shooters attack. Uh. By one cap seems to be catching no flack. Reaction to the other cap was different than that. While one cap is trying to get back in the league, the other cat's competing for the divisional lead. While one cap was accused of disrespecting the flag, the other cap's revered by players and fans. Hey yo, my
0: man. Hey yo, what's up with that? In other words, what are we gonna do about gun violence? So let's look at it again. Two 18-year-olds, AR-15. The race murderer up in Buffalo Has been indicted on all type of hate crimes He's getting like a thousand years plus life But to many In the white supremacy world He's a hero, believe it or not And the other guy Ovalde Who killed those young people Nineteen young people and Nineteen children and two teachers Bought six thousand dollars worth of guns On his birthday So the question is why are young people allowed to buy AR-15s? There's one party that wants to ban them things. The Democrats. Most of them. There's another party that says, hell no. Nah. The Republican Party, which is financed by the National Rifle Administration, say, nah, that's, that's not even on the table. So, so some states, eight year olds cannot buy a handgun, can buy an AR-15. It doesn't make any sense. But the bottom line is, the gun industry is a billion-dollar industry. When Obama was elected in 2008, they were running out of bullets and guns because people actually thought he would take the guns away. So the gun industry wins no matter what. So I can imagine gun sales go up after these tragedies on the assumption either that I need to arm myself or the government's coming after they win again. Or if you elect a Democrat black democrat they buy guns again at the end of the day follow the money who's winning the gun industry wins no matter what so whether it's a tragedy people go buy more guns for protection or there's an assumption that the government's going to take your guns people buy more guns they're winning folks and they don't give a damn about them kids they don't give a damn about those black folks in buffalo all they want you to do is continue to buy guns stockpile bullets for this alleged coming race war government's coming to get you they don't care what perspective you coming from all they see is the money some more black folks are buying guns now for protection just follow the money the cha-ching-ching follow the cash register what does they do with all that money the nra finances republican politicians There's 5 million NRA members. So, of course, in the Senate, there's a compromise. They don't want universal background checks, but now you can do some checks on young people buying AR-15s. More school security means what? More black and brown kids will be suspended. That's all that means. So what happens, the threat looks internal and not external. When you bring more security resource officers, SROs in the urban schools, it becomes a war on black and brown kids and not the external threat. You see what I mean? That's what happens over time. But again, that's one of the mental health stuff. Now they want to spend more money on that. Folks been saying that for years. About spending more money on mental health. But why does it take the murder and trap death of so many people. Guess what we need to spend more money on mental health. No kidding. But you're watching the nature of politics. Folks politics is compromise. But don't let that be an excuse for you not voting. See that's another trick. I know you're upset. You didn't get all your way. I know the compromise is not enough. But it's something. It's something. But you want to make it more, you have to go vote. That's the reality. You got to get more Democratic senators in there. More Democrats in the House. That's the game. That's what they understand. Everything else is just rhetoric. What they understand is a politician is, when it's election season, am I ahead in the polls? Nothing else matters. Am I going to get reelected? All other stuff doesn't matter to me. What matters is if I'm not ahead of the polls, now I'm engaged. Now I'm fired up. What I need to say and do to get back in the lead. So if you watch these January 6th hearings, this is the reality. Will they press charges against former President Trump? This is my plan. This is what I am thinking going to happen. You heard it first on the podcast for your punk ass. I think... Pence and Cheney is going to run for president and vice president. Quote-unquote mainstream conservatives. I think that's what's going to happen. Pence is coming out as a hero. And Liz Cheney is getting all these accolades for doing her job. You see what I mean? And I think the deal with it is, listen, Trump, do not run in 2024. We will not prosecute. Just don't run. However you will still have influence amongst your peers in the party. And we'd like them to vote for us anyway. I know you don't like Pence. I don't like Cheney. But I know you hate the Democrats more. So he's still involved. He just can't run for president. That's not a bad compromise for Trump. You don't go to jail. This thing gets swept under the rug and keep it moving. I'm telling you, that's what's going to happen. Pence is going to run. And Liz Cheney will be the vice president. Watch. You heard it here on the podcast for your punk ass. And then they'll tell Trump, listen. There's enough evidence here to lock you up, charge you with a felony, who knows what. We'd Rather than do that, just don't run for president. Get out of politics directly. You'll still have influence indirectly by supporting like Mastriano in Pennsylvania, that nut job a big time election denier. He just won the Republican primary for a uh, governor in Pennsylvania and Dr. Oz. What does this fool know about government? Come on now. But he won the primary for Senate in Pennsylvania. That's the Trump factor. Now Trump did lose in Georgia with, uh, with Purdue, but nevertheless, he's still in the game. That's my point. I think that's going to be the deal. So keep an eye on that. As, you first, as we watch those uh, January 6th hearings, but there's no doubt in my eye, when you see the video, you have testimony, you know Trump was behind it, but I, I think they fearful of arresting Trump, because they, the unpredictability of Trump loyalists, I think that's why they're so scared of Trump, it's not, it's his base, what they will do, we saw what they did on January 6th, What what will they do if they arrest Trump? Wow, this is a sports podcast. We didn't talk about much sports. Well, guess what? We'll have to do that next time. And I'm out. Folks, this Thursday, June
1: 23rd, between 1 and 3 p.m. in the afternoon, you can catch Dave speaking at the New York Public Library, Baychester Branch, in Bartow Shopping Center in Co-op City, He'll be talking about growing up in Co-op City. Refreshments will be served. And that's the show, folks. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter and subscribe to the show on iTunes because we're going to bring you another podcast for your punk ass as soon as it's humanly possible because without you, the dark brown shades of my skin, there would
2: only be us. Only at Colorful. To my tears, oh, oh, that splash against my hollow bones, that rocks my soul. Looking back over my false dreams that I once knew, wondering why my dreams. Is it because I'm black Uh Somebody tell me What can I do Oh Lord Something is holding me back Uh Is it because I'm black Yeah And this well She worked so hard to earn every penny, yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord. Something is holding me back. Uh-huh. Is it because I'm black?